0: Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us. Share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on MetalNerdery.com slash episodes. Nerd out. This is Matt Nerdery. Come back to another exciting, provocative, thought-provoking—that's also provocative—episode of Metal Nerdery. That was deep. We Gross. try. We like <laughs> to go deep here on Metal Nerdery. Check, we please. like to dive deep uh, beneath the surface. Oh boy! Into all things metal. Oh jeez! Welcome back. Thank you guys for listening. We enjoy doing this. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy doing, because it's pretty fucking fun.
1: That sounds gross, too,
0: but... Uh. <laughs> I don't... Surely our audience isn't completely 100% perverts. I'm thinking at least 96 percentile, but not not all of it. But, you know, let's talk about something that seems to get missed in the music world, and I think kids today will never really truly understand it. Or you for, kids today. But for years and years and years, let me tell you a story about from a long time ago. But for years, bands have been playing shows. And of course, that's how most bands make their living is playing live shows, the album sales and downloads or that sort of thing. That's part of it. But that's not the meat of it. So back in the day, we got to go back a little to, to set some precedent here. You know, there were limitations in the studio, what you could do with albums. And of course, you know, they didn't always sound quite as good. But then a band will put out like a live album. And I'm, I'm referencing specifically Frampton Comes Alive, even though I haven't really heard it, but that's like the landmark. Well, I've heard it all on the radio. But Kiss did the same thing, like with Alive and Alive 2. And then so there was a point where live albums really gave you the live band experience in one sitting. So you could kind of get into that mindset and, and move on. So the good thing about that is that kind of gave you a taste of what the band would actually be like live. And so when you would actually go see a band live... It was like, okay, yeah, the album sounds kick ass, but holy shit, man, these guys are unbelievable live.
1: Yeah, most bands were better live. Yeah, I, think. I know some some people say they don't they don't like live shows, but
0: right. I, I how can you not though? That's where all the energy is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, an that's album, you, you know, an album should be a representation of a moment in time, and I agree with that. And it should be the best thing you can possibly put out. But a live experience is a, you know. It's like sex. It's a unique experience. Sorry, I didn't draw the uh the sex metal comparison there, but here we go. But you know what I mean though. It's like it, it's a unique experience. When you see a band live, you might be seeing them on a night when they're firing on all cylinders or you might be seeing them on a night where they're hungover and sick and their woman left them and the tour bus broke down and you know, Millie showed up and sabotaged all their equipment. I'm sorry, did someone say my name? No. You know, but it's like seeing a band live is is another, it's just another thing.
1: Well, going to see a band live, that's when you you actually kind of, I don't know, it might sound goofy, but you kind of start developing a a little bit of a relationship with a band. Especially like back when we were younger, when that's all we did was go to shows. I mean, you'd see the same bands lots of times, you know, and like like you were saying, sometimes they'd be on, sometimes they'd be a little bit off. But you develop
0: that relationship with them, though, when you see them. Cause like with Pantera, cause they came to Atlanta and I'm sure we'll talk about Pantera always because they're Pantera, but they came to Atlanta like five or six times on the Cowboys tour. And it got to the point where it was like, they were our band, you know? And it was like, we were stoked to see them come because yeah. it was like, they were so kick-ass on album. Nobody would deny you that. Yeah. But to see them live, it's like, you know, and I feel sorry for kids today that will never get to experience Pantera live. Yeah. That, that's where all I can say is go watch the
2: Moscow show. That's that's all I can tell you. Testament was the same way. They were. Right. It seemed like they I were was, always here.
1: I was thinking that during yeah. that same time period. You know, yeah, Testament was like, well, what what day is it? Okay, Testament's playing. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> what yes. like in the eighties? Yeah, they they late eighties, early. The 80s. Yeah, they yeah. threw it a lot in the late eighties. Yeah, and they were always here. So yeah. a lot of
0: concert shirts in, in
1: class back then. Oh yeah. yeah, you'd see them all over town. Mm-hmm. They pretty much hit all the clubs.
0: They did. They came they did a lot. Right, Child America came a lot too. In fact, they toured some with Pantera. Seems like there's some other bands they toured with, even before they were Souls at Zero, but they came with, to Atlanta several times. With Testament. Yeah, they came yeah, to Testament yeah. at that time. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that was the earlier show before that Pantera show.
1: Yeah, that was on the uh that was their first album, Climbing the Walls Tour. Yeah. They played with Testament and Annihilator during the Alice in Hell. They're one of those bands
0: mm-hmm. that, that well, both of them really, out, um, Annihilator and Ratchild America, but Ratcheld America specifically is one of those bands that should have been bigger because they were a kick-ass live band.
2: Yeah, they were really good. Oh, the live. drummer
1: Shannon Larkin—I just we'd never seen anybody do that crap. He had like booms behind him, and he would be in the middle of playing, and he'd just reach back, smack yeah. one with his drumstick, bring it up, and he'd do his backup vocals. Smack it! It was like choreography. It, it, was, it was
0: beautiful to watch because it was yeah. like it was choreographed, and he was just like jamming away, and he t- stick his hand up and like bring it around. It's like
1: seems whatever. like he would get up every once in a while and like headbutt a symbol or something. You know what I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was just all over the place. But nice. They were such yeah. an
0: intense band live too. I mean, and they were entertaining. It was kind of like we were talking about before with Pantera being kind of like a party thrash band. Grateful America kind of had that. They had like an underlying silliness, but they were still. You know, badass musicians and, you know, the stuff they played was amazing. But they just had that energy live, like you felt like, like a part of something, you know. Mm-hmm. Those are those
1: are the best live bands, I think. Yeah, we saw them every time they came, I think. As Souls and as Rath-Jong. Yeah,
0: God, so underappreciated.
1: Yeah, they were one of those bands, like he was saying, so like we kind of knew who they were, but they never really broke big. But every once in a while, he'd pass somebody... Somewhere, and a guy would see my Sash shirt, and, and
0: like, they would know.
1: Yeah, they'd be like, "All right, you know?
0: nice." <laughs> and those are your
1: people; those are the ones. That are like, I got you,
0: right? I got you. Eyes yeah. on you. You know, the going to a live album, but and even speaking of this, because I've seen them live, live after death. Like hearing to me, that is probably one of the best live albums of all time. Definitely from Agreed. every yeah. from every perspective, Absolutely. from tracking, from the production for sure, because that was at a peak when right before it went over the cliff where studio albums started getting better production quality than live albums. But Live After Death had that feel. And then when I saw them back in 2012, it was like, fuck yeah, this is the production. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they After actually Day.
1: had a production too. I mean, that's a lot of the metal bands, I mean, some of them had some stuff, but for the most part, it was like, you know, you'd have your stacks behind and you'd play. Maiden had the whole shooting match you know I mean they were bringing Egypt with them right yeah I've always thought if I could go back in time to see a show it would, it would have been one of the uh, power slave tour shows yeah it's been like the Mecca I would have liked to have been in the audience like when it happened
2: I thought you were the guy that says motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I think you told me that before actually <laughs>
0: that was me and uh, by the way bart sings like a motherfucker <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> there you go it was bart that said that actually fucking
2: bart, bart
1: like a speaking <laughs> of maiden and live shows that's one of my uh something i can say with probably only the couple hundred people that were there that night but when blaze was singing iron maiden toned everything down was doing a club tour of the states and that they had to be the, kind of unusual just yeah, by yeah, itself they, they played the masquerade here in atlanta which is a it's not like a giant club, but it's not a small. It's kind of a medium-sized club, yeah. a few hundred people. It's a club. It's not like an that. arena or a theater. Yeah, you know, but, so it's so, small. Get to see Iron Maiden play a club show. I mean, that's crazy at it that point crazy. because they were basically a stadium band. Yeah. And, you know,
0: now they're playing clubs. But that's kind of so, cool because that brings back a new level of intimacy in a way because part of what happens to bands, I think, is they get away from that that cozy setting they get like in the like Pantera, like when they would come to the Masquerade and that was a pretty small club by comparison to like the Tabernacle and even bigger. But when they came it was just this vibe, you know, at the club level. Oh so, yeah. So I mean yeah. for Maiden going from like stadiums and arenas to a club, the energy had to be kick ass and intense. For uh, it, sure. was, it
1: was fun. I mean Bruce and uh Adrian weren't in the band at that point. Yeah, they was had that with Janik guys? Yeah, they had Blaze and Janik in there. So it was different, but you know, I was still like within 10 feet of Steve Harris and Dave oh, Murray. Yeah. You know, Nico was right there playing it, the drums. It, 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 yeah, I mean, I was like, it was all right there in your face. Which oh, was yeah, a totally different experience. So I was used to seeing them at amphitheaters or right. whatever. You know, you're like way out in the grass, but it was awesome. It was oh, cool. Yeah. I bet it was. The small time beat. <laughs> well, that's another cool thing about going to shows as much as we did because we. We'd see bands on their first runs, like on their first tours, you know, like Corn. We saw Corn play the Early. point. Yeah. And little five points. Mm. Tiny little, little bitty plays, yeah. holding the wall. Wow. You know, and then there, and now, yeah, you, know, you look at Corn now and where yeah. they got to. But every time Corn would come to town, they'd play something a little bigger, a little bigger, a little bigger, you know. But Corn was an awesome show because I was used to going to shows and there'd be a pit in like one little section. You go see corn. The whole floor was moving. Yeah, the whole floor, the whole damn floor. Pogo metal. It was freaking insane. It was awesome. Pogo Just energy. Metal. I bet Just, it, was. Yeah, it was yeah. Good time.
0: That's the one good <laughs> thing about a live show. Like when you know, <clears throat> I think the audience can tell. Like when you can tell when a band is like having an on night. Like when they're when it's firing on all cylinders and they're kicking ass and taking names and it's like you know, fuck yeah, man. When you know you've been a part of that. And it's that kind of show. That's when you leave, and it's just like you're exhausted because it's like, holy shit! Pantera was like that, like that ballroom show. I remember leaving that show, man, and I was just, I was beside myself because it was just such a kick-ass show. Was. That was the one White Zombie opened.
1: Up yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So that was, was the first so time I'd ever seen badass. anything. I didn't, I'd never even heard of White Zombie at that point. I don't think I had either. And I just remember White Zombie, like halfway through their set, I was like, oh, "These guys are going to be huge, man." Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were just. Awesome, yeah. but that whole that whole show
0: kind of just had it all because White Zombie was something new we hadn't really seen that before, and then Pantera comes on, and it's just like they they managed to get some really good bands to go on tour with during those specifically those first few years because mm-hmm. that was kind of a mixed bag. I mean, you know, White Zombie and the Ratchall right America, and but that's fucking cool, you know. I mean, I don't know about the bands today that are on that level, but. It's just something to think about, you know, just the fact that they obviously had good taste of folks to bring out with them on tour. It is good stuff. We like that stuff here at the Metal Nerdery. My name is uh, Vlad. uh, (laughs) That's original. I'm a Russian immigrant. (laughs) I I come here to... uh, I wrote different Metal Nerdery. I pack up the microphones and take them to gigs. Uh, We're going to be... uh, Recording live with Millie at the, the Red Lobster, I think. So you, you guys, uh, you'll hear that on the podcast. Anyway, so, my name is Vlad. So back to you guys now.
1: Just the Metal Nerdery Show or the Millie Show. I mean, this is getting getting a <laughs> little oh, out of hand. That dude
0: was Russian. I didn't trust him. He reminded me of my <laughs> Uber driver that scared the shit out of me the other night. Anyway, that's another show. It doesn't factor in the live bands. Best metal live bands.
1: Talking about live bands, one thing that amazes me is when you go see a band and they sound pretty much spot on. <clears throat> the Dream Theater. Dream Theater, Fate's Warning.
0: Those guys. Fate's
1: Warning was badass.
0: Those guys are like surgeons, man. They're just so precise. I mean, it's art to watch them play because it's like their shit is complicated anyway and it's awesome, but it's like they pull it off with just perfect precision. Well,
1: this is the cool thing about band going to see bands in a live setting because some of them are just Fast and loose, you know, and that's just their style. Right, and it's cool to watch that, and the fact that it stays cohesive, listenable. Mm-hmm. And then you have guys like Dream Theater, Fates Warning, even Maiden no to perfect. an extent where, yeah, I mean, it's just freaking spot on. It's yeah. like you're listening to the album. Yeah,
0: it's just. It's but good you kind stuff. of appreciate that because, in a way, that's what it's supposed to be, you know. But I'm sure, and you guys know, like when you've played songs over and over and over, sometimes you want to throw a little something in to make it different. And I get that, you know, as a musician, but it's like there's something about the consistency of knowing that, you know, if they're gonna play this song, they're not gonna do one of those. I'm gonna play the first verse and go into some shitty medley of stuff I'm not interested in hearing. Right. Like they'll but do it all the way through perfect.
1: But then you have the flip side of that where you'd see Type O. Oh yeah. And pretty much everything they did with they I don't think they ever hardly ever played a song. No. Start start a song and finish it. They would they would bounce Tracks. They'd play they'd start a song off of one album, and then they'd go to a song in another album, and then they'd go to a song in another album, and then they'd play some Black Sabbath. And the I fucking mean, you never Beatles. Knew, and, yeah, you yeah. just you oh, never wow. knew what that was the the thing that kept me going back to see typo negative, because you they, never knew what the hell they, they were. They opened do. a show one time,
0: playing the beginning of Cornucopia of Black Sabbath, and you know, oh,
1: that don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. they opened with that, and of course in typo style, so it's tuned down like you know three steps from the original. It shook the whole building, oh, yeah. and then they launched into something completely different. But like they'll do that, like,
2: yeah.
0: and that was kind of the thing that made Type O magical because they I mean, weren't just, just that no perfect like with the album, but they were really creative. So you got to kind of see them play, like have fun with it, and just say, "Fuck it, man, we're gonna party." And Paul Stanley would call it a rock and roll party. <laughs> <laughs> so rock you, and
2: roll party tonight. So
0: what you call it, Paul?
1: Oh, hey. I know
0: yeah. Look for Paul's line of uh, Outerwear this fall Outerwear <laughs> Paul Stanley <laughs> chest hair outerwear line As
1: Opposed to innerwear
2: <laughs> I got nothing <laughs> <laughs> I stumped
1: him I got to work on it I got to work on that
2: Stumped him
0: <laughs> Sounds painful What happened? Stumped, stumped him, him. Down on of Boulevard, man, I stumped him. Now I that's gross. Happened. Yeah, that's kind of gross, doesn't it? Just a little bit. Just a wee bit.
1: Or a uh, cool thing to me was when you'd see a band like White Zombie that you never heard of that would blow your mind, uh, Snot, saw them. I never saw them live. Mm-hmm. I love the album, but... Yeah, Scott and I saw them. Uh, they either, I can't remember, There's sp- some stuff in the 90s is kind of fuzzy. Um, <laughs> Obviously. There was like two bands almost back-to-back. Scott and I saw The Masquerade, and I can't remember which band played which show, but uh, we saw Snot, and they opened for either Danzig or Suicidal. And then the other band we saw during that same period was uh, Power Man 5000.
0: Mm-hmm. I never saw
1: them live, but I
0: liked their albums. They were and, uh, they were a different
1: breed. And they yeah. either they opened for suicidal or I can't remember. It was one of those, but both of those bands we'd never heard of, you know, we saw them and especially snot. I mean, Power Man 5000 was awesome too, but Snot the first time we saw them. They were one of those bands. that had this energy and you, me and Scott looked at each other. We're just like, Holy fuck. <laughs> like, God damn these guys, man. It's just, they just amped you up made you want to go nuts you know right. and it was like go right over there by their CD you know I was like I gotta have it you know it's crazy I actually <laughs> nice. ran to a girl a few weeks
0: ago at a bar and she actually was a big fan of the Snot really I couldn't believe That's it I'm nice. like and she actually pulled them up on her phone and showed me I was like holy shit she knew Sweet. about Mastodon and I was like should have got her number <clears throat>
1: anyway yeah. Snot they were kind of one of those uh, one album wonders when
0: well, the singer Maybe. died didn't he yeah what did he die of uh, Drugs, Overdose probably.
1: But PM Five K, they put a bunch of albums out, but they—they're one of those bands that never did the same thing twice. They, yeah, their second out that
0: that uh, stars the second album the Stars Revolt. Yeah, like it was a completely, it was totally different. It'd be like if you went out and bought. I was gonna say, it'd be like if you went out and bought Kill 'Em All, and then the second album was Load. You'd be like, "What?
2: <laughs> yeah, what it the was, fuck did just well, pay for? It. This isn't right." Yeah. The first album was like
1: heavy and groovy, a little funky, and then like the second album was like sci-fi metal or something. I don't know sci-fi it like, metal. It was just it wasn't
0: the same. It was just it was almost too much of a departure. Yeah. Like where it's not even like you know like if ACDC came in doing like power ballads or something. It's like whoa whoa so, what the fuck so, happened here? This, right. Are we in a weird, twisted, parallel universe? What the hell's going on? They were good live.
2: I thought ACDC. AC/DC? Yeah, I never see. They're them. one
1: I never get to check off my list. I don't that, think that I was, was did my either. first show. Oh yeah, ACDC. Awesome. That's a good nice. first show.
2: What tour? It was. Um, it was around the Who Made Who. I know that's not a album. Or, yeah. well, that was
0: like a best of. Yeah, compilation, yeah. It was so. around.
2: It was around that it was time. Like eighty six ish. I'm pretty sure it was before the blow up your video one
0: okay yeah i think it might have been 85 or 6 yeah
2: i want to say it was 86 that sounds right because that
0: kind of got a i think who made who kind of brought back a resurgence of like you should yeah. be all night long
2: and some of the back and back right. stuff yeah it's kind of a great his. but yeah i never got I, to I see
0: them live either
2: but it was good Every time I hear, um, every yeah.
0: time I hear for those about to rock, I think, man, I wish I could
1: have fucking seen that live, yeah, especially really the good. cannon part, yeah. fly on the wall. was yeah. about to rock.
2: No, it wasn't. Fly it wasn't fly,
1: that. On, fly on the wall. Was before uh, that was eighty five. That was that was the one before blow up your video. Yeah, but,
2: but who made who came out in yeah, between? In between,
1: because
2: that's the soundtrack for um, Maximum uh, Overdrive. Max yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it was. I'm I'm pretty sure it was eighty six. I think so. Sounds right. It was good, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. For a
0: young uh a young fella. My first show was uh, Motley crew in 1987 on the Girls, Girls, Girls Tour. With Guns N' Roses opening, it was the second night at the Omni. Oh, wow. And I think Axel did something stupid and landed in jail. So it was like GNR played Sand Singer. Yeah. They gave that show the, the Injustice for All treatment, and <laughs> the vocals just mixed it right up. <laughs> But yeah, my, uh, Molly Crew was incredible, man. It was like, that was when Tommy Lee had like the spinning drum kit. Think, oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mick Mars did this solo. I was probably maybe 50 feet from the stage. And man, his guitar just... Something about Mick Mars, and I think you'll agree, he's always had this Fucking huge guitar sound. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah. He always had a different
1: different kind of guitar sound. But it was so much bigger than like
0: your traditional, like what you would hear in the 80s. It was like it was fatter, it was raw, a little meaner. Kind of almost proof that Molly Crew couldn't have been a two guitar band. But seeing them live, man, they put on a kick ass show live. I mean, it was, I was, I say that's my first show because my actual first show was seeing Alabama. But that's not metal, and that doesn't count. As a kid, and at this point, I was already well into puberty, so I feel like Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses is my official first live show. Definitely yeah. my first metal show. My I but,
1: can't remember which my very first concert was either. Uh, uh, this is got to get some laughs, but it was either Waylon Jennings and Barbara Mandrell, or Barry Manilow. I can't remember. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> It was my parents. It was my parents. <laughs> sure. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> I was like in elementary school going, Copa Cabana. You know. like, what the hell? That but, explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. But my first uh, first metal show was Judas Priest, the Ram It Down tour. That's nice. a good first show. Uh, with Cinderella, I think. Long, cold winter. Oh, wow. It was I a good show. think
2: if I ever saw Cinderella live. They were good.
1: That's they who opened
2: good. up for ACDC when I oh, saw yeah. them. Yeah. Nice. yeah?
1: At the uh Night Songs tour. I probably. thought that was a good album it, too. I
2: really wasn't a fan of, of Cinderella, but um I was more I mean, a fan, I saw of them, them. you know, they were there. I was
0: more a <laughs> fan of them because that was kind of like the beginning of like after diving into the pool of metal and you start to you get into the, the big four and then you start to go off the grid and discover you know other shit like Forbidden and Corner and you know stuff like that. They were kind of like that.
1: Oh like. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I like their first album. I think best night songs. Yeah, but it was like they just had that feel
0: of like it was another division of metal that I wasn't familiar with because it was darker than hair metal. It, I mean, Cinderella kind of was hair metal, but to yeah. me, I think it was darker.
2: Yeah, it was hair metal, but
0: but just their vibe. I just kind of I don't know kind of dug their energy.
2: But
1: I never saw them live. In the back of my mind, I always wanted to do a cover of a uh, Somebody Save Me. Oh yeah, that was a good rocking tune that that was one of the that's probably one of the best songs on that album i think i agree for sure plus you know you're a, you're a young kid and you're watching the video with the chicks parading around you know
2: yeah like
1: oh yeah that's what i got to do i bet i bet there was <laughs> a lot
2: of girls at that molly cru show you went to oh i'm sure <laughs> cool See, thing I'm about sure, like i'm you sure you did not well i was with my, you didn't notice? <laughs> well fun stories <laughs> so so. That was nothing but girls <laughs> I
0: was watching. The I stage, was watching Nick Mars, but I went with my <laughs> my. So here's the story. My
1: babysitter took me. I was drawn to creepy old dudes. <laughs> <In> my, <laughs>
0: that didn't come to my forties. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: my babysitter took me to, and my, I'm out. Okay, sorry. She, <laughs> she took me to that show. It was like a Christmas gift, so she took me to go see Molly Crew. And she was always, like, she was older than me, but she was always into metal and rock and shit like that. So she kind of turned me on to, like, you know, KISS and ACDC and some other stuff. So she's the one that took me to the show, so I was really kind of hanging out with her. So I wasn't paying attention if there were tits being flashed in the audience. I completely missed it. Much like how I do today. (laughs) (laughs) Not unlike how I do today. Thank you.
2: Okay. Moving on.
0: Moving on. I always liked Overkill live.
1: Oh yeah, they just come they were off awesome. brutal, man. That was my second show, metal show Slayer Overkill. I think you were at that. Yeah, Slayer Overkill and Motorhead. Red, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I at that people was were that ripping section. chairs out of the floor. Yeah, that's how freaking metal that was. I remember hearing <laughs> about the show. <laughs> that
2: was a good one.
0: I really wish I could have gone to this show.
2: I don't know why I couldn't. Was that South of Heaven? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I was, I was, I knew of Motorhead at that point, but I never, I wasn't real familiar with them. But there was a guy in front of me and my brother. He he was probably the biggest Motorhead fan in the whole place. He knew like every word to everything. Right. He was just going nuts the whole time Motorhead was on. And then, like, when Slayer came on, he was just kind of like, all right. Oh, man, what's wrong with you? Get into it. That's like we went to see Faith No More one time and uh, Limp Biscuit opened. Oh, (laughs) God. That would be horrific. Yeah. Well, what's more horrific is Scott and I were on the way into the show and we ran into the little brother of a friend of his and he's leaving and Scott's like, where are you going? He's like, we just came to see Limp Biscuit, man. We're out of here. <laughs> what? Lamo, <laughs> Get your ass back in there. Take you to school.
0: And the Lamo oh, award yeah. goes to the kid who left Limp Biscuit to miss Faith No More. That was a good show. What a travesty.
1: It was my one and only time seeing them. I never saw that. The, I want to say that was the album of the year tour.
0: What do you think about Down Live?
1: I don't know. I never saw them. you never seen Down Live? No, I never did. No, me either. I was supposed to go one time with, I think, all of y'all, and uh, something, something came up. Something happened. I couldn't go.
0: Sure. It's got kind of, They got an interesting vibe. I guess the fact that they put out, like, a huge rug on the stage it just kind of gives it, like, this weird 70s kind of feel. Like, if you could imagine going back and seeing Sabbath back in the day. <laughs> That's like the vibe. It's like a modern day Sabbath watching Down, but
1: yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty cool. Live. I've seen Pantera, Coc, and Crowbar, but I haven't seen Down. How mm-hmm. is Yob live? That's a band I want
0: to go see live. Yob was very good. Atlanta, they opened for go.
1: Coc a couple tours ago, but yeah, if Yob, Yob like, is like a like progressive
0: Yob. stoner band. Like they got songs <laughs> that are like twenty minutes long, but they're just it sounds like. It sounds like if Man of War were actually gods and they walked among the earth, that would be the soundtrack of them walking among the earth. It's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. It's like it giant stoner metal, I guess. Mike
1: Scheich's guitar sound was pretty much crushingly heavy live as it is on the album. So It just sounds like it'd be brutal. I would like to see it. You know, Speaking th- of COC, that's another good live band. I've seen them three or four times. I bet. Yeah. They're always Did I ever seen them with
0: you? I feel like I've seen him and I can't fucking remember. I don't know. This is why you don't drink kids, it kills brain
2: cells. That's right.
1: But I saw 'em two or three times before Pepper left. I saw him once when they were doing the three piece tour, which was still good, but it was good the last time I saw him. Pepper was back and it's just they just they Wait, just got this. Didn't we see him on the blind
2: tour? I don't know. I feel like we did. <laughs> well dude, we
0: went to a lot of shows, but I mean, your memory might be a little less bad than mine, but you remember some stuff. I thought your
1: memory was better than mine. I don't know. You remember shows we went to that I don't remember, so. That's true. Evidently, we saw Collective Soul one time. By accident. We went to see somebody else. He's like, remember the time we saw Collective Soul? I was like, no. (laughs) That's because they were not memorable. That's how
0: much it stood out, right? Yeah, they were not memorable. The Animal Forum was extremely memorable.
1: That's the band nobody knows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys talking about
2: man the book
0: no we're not talking about <laughs> books this place is about metal
2: Metal do about audio not video saw the metallica quite a few times back in the day
1: saw him saw him twice mm-hmm. i saw him on the justice mm-hmm. and uh black
0: album i saw him on the black album tour at the omni and then i think i saw him at lakewood in 92 or 3 yeah. Ninety three, I think.
1: Yeah, I saw the Black Album in the yeah. Omni, saw the Justice Tour at the Omni, Queen's yeah. was opening. Yep. I was at that one. The Operation Mindcrime Tour. Mm-hmm. That was cool.
2: That was before yeah. I posed
0: for the cover of Vulgar Display of Power <laughs> to get my ass kicked. This is G Off Tate. You're and
1: listening to and before G Off uh stole your identity. Yeah. They were Fuck. they were good live. Oh yeah. They were they yeah, they were another band like I'm, I was talking about. They were just like freaking perfect. Yeah. I
2: imagine I mean the stuff I've seen online, I mean they're just as good now as they were then. Yeah, live.
1: the Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're
0: tight yeah. as shit. But you know what's interesting? Led Zeppelin. I always heard that because like the song remains the same. Now people are like, "It's not metal, man. What are you doing?" It's like we got to talk about Zeppelin at least in this context. Song remains the same. Is very well done. Very well put together. But supposedly toward the end of Zeppelin, they were getting to be like just sloppy live. Almost to the point where they were just like a shitty live band. Yeah. Which is kind of hard Sad. to say. Yeah. You know? It's like, how is that possible? <laughs>
2: Heroin, that's how that's possible. <laughs> well, if you listen to some of Zeppelin too, I think that was kind of done on the road as they were. Yeah. And some of it sounds pretty sloppy. Yeah. Good, mind you, but sloppy. But yeah, a lot of the stuff I've heard and seen live, it's just not, you're so used to that. Really good studio.
1: Even some of the song remains the same. Movie stuff is yeah. kind of sloppy in spots, yeah. Yeah. but no, they were like a they were like a brilliant studio band. Big Every, time. everything that they that they brought big time. You know, they had like this big vision that they were able to. Yeah, but, but for but a long, yeah, live for a long
0: time. The Metallica was kind of sloppy like that live. I mean, up to a point, and lately they're they're lately probably at least the last ten or fifteen years they've been a lot sharper. Like, if you see their live shit now, but it's like before, I guess, when they were all, you know, on drugs making killer creative albums and stuff, it was like it was live. They were just in spots. They were sloppy. They were still metallic and they were tight as fuck. But I mean, spots, they were just really just kind of, you know, you need to put some oil on that machine to make
2: it smoother kind of thing. Well, sometimes the experience, too. It's all about the experience. That's true. Like, I've never seen Floyd live, but I can imagine that it wouldn't be as good unless you're going for the experience of seeing Pink Floyd live right Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying because there's so much going on well, they've in got a lot of, lot of their- production too. right
0: Right. but then that's why I hear like I've never seen them live but like Slipknot I've heard that they put on a hell of a show and I guess it's because they've got you know 25 people in the band that they gotta feed so it's not 25 it's like 9 but, but it sounds like it's one of those where it's constantly going and yeah, you kind of but- stay preoccupied with it but I've not seen them yeah
2: tools good live
0: i'd like to see them live i'm gonna to have to catch them i think on this tour because i've always heard great things about them live but i've never seen them
2: and yeah, that was a good show
0: i've only seen them once and it was really good I'm trying to think what's one of the last shows i went to i'm just trying
2: to this is pretty bad it used to be i could like rattle up all the you know, what are the shows you went to recently i think my last show was anthrax Megadeth, and slayer yes which is very good. Yes. Naturally. Yeah. How could it not oh, yeah. be good?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that was the, was that the t- I think that was the 2010 show.
1: I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to, I don't go to shows like I used to, that's no, for sure. No. I mean, that's pretty much all we ever yeah. did.
2: Yeah, that shows. was 2010. Yeah, that the
0: was the 20 years of uh, Rest in Peace and 20 years of Seasons. I think we yeah. played both of those in their the entirety. Did. Yeah. That was a cool
2: show. Yeah. It was a very
0: cool I show. I
1: remember when that came around, I was on the road, so I couldn't, uh, uh, yeah, couldn't make it.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a badass show. And they were all excellent. I think Anthrax might have even kind of taken the throne that night, because that was the first time I'd seen them live in
2: forever. Yeah. And that was a that was a sweet show. I didn't sure. make it in time to see them. I made it I made it as they were leaving. I was very disappointed. <laughs> but Slayer, man. I mean spot on.
1: Oh yeah. Slayer. Just Slayer sounded, live is just so it's good. It's just experience. a freaking spectacle. I mean, Man. it's just. Man. I think just, the last time I saw Slayer, they had their most people just stacked their amps up behind them. They actually had their amps making like, this upside down cross configuration yeah, on both sides of the and it was just like course <laughs> slayer you know yeah. know what I mean? it's like who else would do that yeah. who else would think of it and the
0: crazy thing is, is like because they would open so many shows with like sometimes they would open it with whatever like when god hates us all came out they would open like with that but like they'd usually open with like hello waits or something and the only way i can describe to someone what it's like to see slayer live is if you go back and listen to decade of aggression because it opens with hello waits it's slow and it builds up to it right before the point where it like kicks in you hear this girl scream and it's like it's like just this thunder and then the band comes in and it's like seeing them live is like that because it's just like this dark force just unloads and it's just like an explosion of metal just coming at you and know that sounds cheesy as hell but that's what it fucking feels like same level of intensity Yes, fucking Slayer Live is the shit.
1: Yeah, I had a got a book from the library one time it was the uh, some kind of a heavy metal encyclopedia book kind of thing or something and I had a big section in the middle of pictures of all these different bands and so my daughter's like, so which ones of these have you seen live? So I was like, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, that all one, one, that all one, that one, all one. All turn the page, that one, that one, that one. And <laughs> soon, finally, she's like, Okay, which ones haven't you seen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, I've, seen I've seen all of them. I've
2: seen all of them.
0: Absolutely. So many tasty live bands. I'm trying to think of any bands I can think of that I would rather watch some live than the album. I think the typo thing, like we mentioned earlier, is cool when they kind of mix it up. Because sometimes it's like, if I want to hear the album, I can always hear the album. It's it, you kind of wrestle with it sometimes because, in a way, a live band you're you're there for the experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you want to hear the album, you can go home and listen to the album. You can't get that live experience at home. But at the same time, sometimes I want to hear a song all the way through, and not cut off at the beginning and into some shitty medley thing. Like I said, you know, it's the balance. It's like how do you find the balance? Uh, Hey, guys, I got a new uh, tour date I want to throw in real quick, if if you don't mind. You guys cool? Uh, Hey, everybody, this is uh, (laughs) Millie from – well, you guys didn't answer fast enough, so I figured that was a vow of silence saying, yeah, go ahead, shut up, and hurry up. So anyway, this is Millie from Creator again. So uh, we, we got another show on the tour added. Uh, we're gonna be playing the IHOP next Sunday. at, at the brunch <laughs> festival, so it's just uh, like a
1: tour of Lawrenceville. I mean, what are we? Doing? It's kind of the Metro
0: Atlanta area, yeah. Metro that's what Atlanta. we're doing. But anyway, uh, we got we're playing the IHOP, so uh, c- come see us next weekend. Uh, back, back to you guys.
1: Yeah, not necessarily metal. I always thought Rush had a good show. They had a big stage. Hell production. yeah! They uh, saw him, I think three, three or four times. Oh wow! Yeah. I'm sad
0: to say I think I only saw him once. That was back in 90 on the Presto tour.
1: Yeah. Saw the Presto, Roll the Bones. I think I saw Test for Echo. Ooh, that yeah. was right
0: before Neil's life kind of spiraled.
1: Yeah. I think that was the last show I saw at the Omni. That's for <coughs> Echo. Pardon me. We were way up in the nosebleeds. Mm. Blacklock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that Omni show was really cool. Lots of lasers and shit. It was... When you went to go see Rush, you got your money's worth because they had killer light shows. They had, I mean, I don't know how they pulled off doing like, you know, the mood pedal keyboards and I mean, but everything. I mean, it was it was a show, and they they definitely put on a cool show. And they never took themselves too seriously, so that was cool. That's good. And let's be honest, they were kind of the grandfathers of prog metal.
1: Well, they, if I remember right, they would open up at least back then. They would their open their show with the uh, Three Stooges. Theme song. Hello, (laughs) hello, hello. Hello. Puts you in a good mood, right? Yeah, yeah. Who other than my wife doesn't like the Three Stooges? (laughs) I don't know.
0: The Van Halen.
1: I never saw Van Halen, but I've never
0: seen the Van Halen. We have seen the party thrash equivalent of Van Halen in the 90s, which is Pantera, but we have not seen the actual Van
2: Halen. Did you guys ever see Primus? I never did. That's a good show live. I feel like I did, but I don't I feel like they opened for somebody and I can't remember. I saw them headline at the Tabernacle. That was a good one. They're really good. And they
0: headline with Y Noted and Big Brown Beaver. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Big, Big Brown
1: Beaver. Big Brown Beaver. Big Brown Beaver. Talking about shows with Stage production, Alice Cooper. That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, he's always had some crazy stuff. Yeah,
0: that was. I wish I could go back in time to like in the 70s when he was like at the at the peak of his, yeah. the zenith of his career. You know, I would have loved to have seen those shows.
2: He saw some lady in half of a show I saw at Lakewood. I yeah. mean, I could
0: still appreciate a show for what it is because I mean, I think we saw it at the at Maiden Show the other yeah, year. The but-
1: yeah, it was funny because at the Maiden Show, there was a guy in front of me at that show. Like, there was a guy in front of me at the Slayer Motorhead show. This guy was, like, the biggest Alice Cooper fan in the world. Like he knew everything. He was oh, jumping wow. up and down. Wow. You know, and then Maiden came on, and he was subdued. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> not Nothing against Alice thing, Cooper, man. but, yeah. you know, you're here to see Maiden. I don't know. Yeah, evidently, he pain. was there to see Cooper. But Apparently. I was I was glad I got to see Alice Cooper, though. You know? Yeah. Because that was opportunity I might not have.
0: Had otherwise, yeah. To so. see to see a show back then, like a back then Alice Cooper show, it'd be like going to see Kiss, like back in seventy seven. Even if you're not a Kiss fan, if you listen to Kiss Alive too, that album transport Alive does it too. But it's like it puts you there at the show, and it's like for me, I always wanted to like get in a time machine and go back to like those shows when they recorded them. And I think they were kind of sloppy live too, because they always you know tweak stuff in the studio.
1: <laughs> well, it's just funny vibe of it though. It's like It's the
2: experience
1: Yeah Exactly So yeah Some people What would they do If they had a Time machine And they'd go back And do all this stuff It's like I'd go back And see concerts (laughs) (laughs) Alice Cooper Check You know Yeah (laughs) Maiden back in the day Check Yeah Like I'd like to go see Maiden back in like The Deano days And the Like
2: punk clubs And stuff Sabbath
1: back in the day Yeah That would be cool Check Yeah I'd be busy
2: yeah
0: (laughs) You have to work up your you have to work up your tolerance to have a
1: strong drug
0: regimen. Keep up with those four. I can't yeah, even.
1: That's imagine. probably like if you saw them real early, that's probably when people were still trying to figure out what the hell they were watching.
0: Yeah. Well, like if you listen to uh, past lives, you know, the, the live set they released a couple years ago. If you go back and look li- and I think the first album, the first disc, if I'm not mistaken, is basically all of Live at Last. I believe, and then the next disc is like some outtakes and different ones over the years, but if you listen to that, man, just the sheer feedback, I mean, it's loud as fuck, and it's Mm. like, and it's just the four of them, you know, but you go back and listen to it, and you can feel the loudness. It's like, I would have loved to have seen that
2: live. Yeah, there's just
1: so many bands I've seen, it's hard to uh, corral it all into. uh, (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah, too many, too many.
0: You know, a fun band to see live, and maybe, I don't think they're around anymore, but I thought they were always very entertaining. And by always, I mean the first time I went to go see them. Um, like The Darkness.
1: Uh, never saw. Nope.
0: Not really metal, per se. They're more kind of like if you cross Queen, I guess, with ACDC, maybe a little more rock and roll, sort of. But that was like a show, like a production, like he got out in the audience, he's on my shoulders playing guitar. And sh- I mean, it was like a carnival festival kind of thing. But I thought, you know, I can't remember the last time I went to a show that was like that, where it was like a like a carnival, you know, like an event instead of just like, you know, all right, we're four guys. We're going to play music on stage now. Here we go. Because you see those shows and it's like, yeah, okay. But yeah, that was like a production.
2: But that's how Alice Cooper was. It was a production yeah, big time. I mean, it was out of control. Welcome
1: to my nightmare.
2: Even priest was the same way. They were.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, I was uh, when he come out of that motorcycle. Yeah, I was oh, telling yeah. my kid about that last night. So we were we were at Ariana Grande. It sounds like a
0: Mexican place. You know, I want food,
1: <laughs> but they had a big. She was telling me, cause I guess she had a big, like one of those. The stage was back there, and then one of those walkways that came off of each side and met like at a point up into the crowd mm-hmm. and she's like yeah everybody's kind of making fun of this tour because it looks like a toilet bowl <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so when we get there and we walk in sit down at our seats i'm looking at her, i looked at her i goes, i said uh yeah it does look like a toilet bowl <laughs> now my mind is like you know all, all, I all the of. jokes i can come up with this you know what i mean right. i don't know i hear ariana
0: grande and i'm thinking. Uh, yeah, and a side of sour cream and some salsa would be good with that. Oh, yeah, and some extra tortillas with my Ariana Grande. Thank you. And
1: a Dos Equis. Oh, With chicken, not <laughs> not beef. Chicken.
0: Oh yeah, and a shot of Patron and a Dos Equis, Yeah.
1: But yeah, that and was sometimes. a that was a totally different experience for me. People, there was like fifteen dancers.
2: Yes,
0: yeah, I mean that's more like a production, I guess. Like when you think of things like yeah. Broadway, and, and I can
1: appreciate uh, it for what it was. Yeah. I mean. You know, they had this big rectangular section of the stage that would, the whole thing would just lower down, and then they would put different props on it, bring it back up. Like they put a whole pink Cadillac on there at one point, and brought it up, and mm. they're all dancing all over that. But and, that's
0: still not nearly as badass as riding a motorcycle on stage. No, nah, well, that's, that's that. when it
1: came up. I was like, yeah, <laughs> Jewish priest Rob Halford rode a Harley out on stage, you and know, that, that fucker was, like, was loud. Yeah, it well, I remember <laughs> that. I think that
0: blew my mind. Like the first time I saw that, I was because that was the first time I'd ever seen Priest at that uh, that Painkiller show, and it was just like, whoa, mind
1: blown. Yeah, he used to. He's he's done that for years and years. I watched a show from like '83 that they played, and they had Holland up on top of this uh, big gigantic drum riser, and I was like, yeah, that's where he's gonna ride the motorcycle from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then he
0: comes, and he always looked like such a boss, too, man. Coming out on it, he just looks like fucking Ron Alford. Yeah, he is the metal yeah, god. He is the metal god. I still think about that, that funny thing the other week about that concert where he kicked the phone out of some concert goer's hand. Like in the front row, somebody was like recording him with their phone, and he like just whipped around and like kicked it out of his hand, like in the middle, like being. I think awesome there was something singing. more. <laughs> I think
1: there was something more than him just recording because I don't from what I read I don't think they really care about that so much but the guy was doing something I don't know maybe he had his little flashlight on was, I, don't, I don't know what was it going was some, on yeah, was something, something like pissed Halford off and yeah. Alfred just got up and just kicked that damn thing right out of his hand yeah. but so it looks like part of the show and it was like <laughs> fuck yeah that's awesome Halford's yeah, an old man at this point you know so yeah. I mean breaking the law breaking the law <laughs> nice <laughs> What was that?
0: All right. It was a giggle or a smirk. That wasn't a smirk. Ooh, that was scary.
2: Hmm?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Just to end it off, for me, Pantera was one of the greatest live bands. I think they won the award for sure. I, the thing I liked most about them was, whereas some bands seemed like they would drag a little bit. Consistency. Pantera was... I thought they were always smart I don't know if it was something they did on purpose Or just the way it just happened but Or maybe I just love Pantera so much I didn't know But this was, as soon as they got done playing You were like alright another one You know what I mean Like some bands you go see them as a big production And you're like okay let's go home Pantera got done playing walked off stage And you're like alright more yeah. Give me more." That's you know, how, more. That's I want that's a whole like other damn concert formula for a
0: killer show. So they
1: would always leave you wanting more
0: And they consistently always left you wanting more because every fucking show we'd see them, they they would get better and better every time, and they would get bigger and bigger every time. And the vibe of the shows would just get even more badass and intense. And it would just, it would be almost like, you know, like the way people get fired up about football games or something, or like, you know, whatever wrestling. It's probably a bad analogy. But just going to see Pantera was
1: just like, fuck, what are they going to do next? Well, like we were talking about, you go see a band multiple times like you kind of get to know him, you know what I mean? Sort of develop a little bit of relationship.
2: But Pantera was
1: like that more so. I mean, just because Phil would like talk to you in between songs or whatever. The guys would walk up to the mic and dime bags, throwing beer at people, you know, and just all that crazy shit. So like when you, when you see concert videos of them, the Russia thing, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? You're like you're like, there's my brother's kicking ass, you know Yeah, what I mean? It's just you had that camaraderie with him. And I can't watch those videos without getting
0: chills. And it always makes me think back to like when we've seen them live and just how fucking awesome every every time I've seen him every it's been time amazing.
1: Even when Phil could barely speak.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the time when he tried <laughs> to like, you know, like death pterodactyl scream through cemetery gates and it sounded like, dude, what the what is that?
1: The song of the Tabernacle. It was the last tour. The He was just like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then the song would start and he was on, you know what I mean? So it was, it was good stuff. The other thing I remember about that show we're walking into the Tabernacle and all these people are passing us and everybody's listening to you too. And I'm like, what the fuck? oh yeah there was a show they had a show that yeah night. we found out i mean just all these people are past us listening to youtube and we're all looking at each other like "What the hell is i don't <laughs> this doesn't equate <laughs> in my no, mind I'm you know what i mean YouTube. this doesn't <laughs> yeah. and then uh somebody started heckling one of these people or something and they were like man we're going to see youtube at the at phillips or wherever it was and so then we're like damn you ought to go to a real show man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You Why don't you
0: come over here with us, man? <laughs> Screw you, you need some help desperately. Come join us now. Join us.
1: Join us. So anyway, I'm sure we can do more of these as well. We will.
0: Yes. And thank you guys for listening. And until the next time. Nerd out. This has been the Metal Nerdery. Isn't it obvious? <laughs>